and welcome to The Listen with me, Charlie Perry. And me, Abby Gibson. Every week we share our observations and over-analysis from pop culture, current affairs and our own lives. So to be honest, if you have big feelings about the things that matter and even bigger feelings (laughs) about the things that don't, this is the podcast for you, isn't it, Abby? It absolutely is. Charlie, how are you? I'm good. It's Friday. We've had a hell of a day. We really had quite an exciting day. Mm. I mean, the photo that you can see on this thumbnail is the photo that we've just had a shoot for. Yeah. Um, It was um, as awkward as you would expect it to be when you are not professional models. I know that's a shock looking at the pictures, but yeah, it was, it's really weird to feel, just be so aware of your body. Yeah. And while someone is like taking a picture and it was... Yeah, it was stressful, but it was fun in the end. Yeah, it was. The photographer, Kiran, was amazing. But it was, I think it's, you know, those things where you're like, God, that job is actually really hard when you're put in the position of doing it. Yeah. And you're just suddenly like, oh my God, it's so hard being a model. Yeah. I feel like society thinks that models are just, the way that society views models is not very kind. No, no. And I'm not saying that we're models by any chance, but being in front of a camera and like working your angles is hard yeah it really really is and yeah I think we do have a newfound empathy for models and photographers um, and photographers but Kieran was amazing (laughs) she was great I'm just gonna pause you've got something in your teeth Mm. from lunch and I just (laughs) don't want you to like look back at the footage (laughs) and be like why did you let me do that is it the middle one yeah yeah (laughs) silence (laughs) we'll keep that in is it it gone yeah but there's a little bit still there (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is so funny. The etiquette of being like, you've got something in your <laughs> How do you, how does one say that? How does a person communicate that without being so rude? Oh, do you know what the funny thing is though, is that we've just been setting this up the whole time and the one thing that's driven us up is the food. I'm so sorry. We're just staring right at it. <laughs> have I got it yet? You've got most of it. You'll probably be most fine. Most of it. <laughs> oh wait, I can feel it now. I think I've moved it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got it. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it's green <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh my god thank you <laughs> you're welcome getting into the first topic abby is something that happened a little while ago that has really made me think um quite profusely about the idea of the way that nipples are sexualized. <laughs> That's not where I thought that sentence was going. <laughs> and it's not that this isn't like necessarily new news or new things that's kind of happening in the world. Mm-hmm. But Skims, Kim Kardashian's um, kind of underwear, shapewear, clothing brand, released a bra that had nipples yeah. in the padding <laughs> so that when you wore anything over the top, although you were wearing a padded bra, it looked like you weren't wearing a bra at all. It looked like you had perfectly perky boobs, just like interesting direct nipples do you know what's funny with you explaining that is that I've immediately missed the point not necessarily missed the point but I didn't even think that it was so you looked like you weren't wearing a bra yes I don't know why that didn't clear yes and that's the topic that's what I want to get into so first of all there's been a lot of there was a lot of conversation it obviously spread like wildfire mm. on social media and I really want to make sure that my the point I'm getting to doesn't like go down a million paths to get there <laughs> but it's been so interesting and you know when something happens and you just can't stop thinking about it and like the wider implications of it and this yeah. I'm not here to talk about that bra I'm here to talk about 
the way that we view women and their nipples. And the thing with the bra was that it spread like wildfire because it was shocking. Yeah. yeah. And it was like the the video, if you'll have seen of, of Kim in it, in it, was very much like you didn't realize it was advertising the nipple bra, but it's the first thing that you saw when you watched the video, the mm. way that they shot it. Um, was her at a desk and you were like, oh, her nips are out. And and then very quickly, you realize it was about the fact that her nipples are out, being like, it's cold in here or something. I don't know yeah. what the joke was. But then the the reason it went so wild was because it's not acceptable to have your nipples out yeah, as a it's, woman. It's like an outlandish thing. Like, how yeah. dare she? Yeah. yeah. And I do think that it, from my point of view, I'm not here to to kind of get angry about that it's the idea that also I don't feel comfortable that when I don't wear a bra and I've got a t-shirt on or a jumper on or whatever it might be I'm always a bit like the funnily enough the only time I don't feel self-conscious is when I'm working out in the gym or something because Mm. I'm a bit like my focus just is not on that the focus is not dying in this workout yeah but there's a couple of reasons uh, aside from the fact that it went spread like wildfire because it was shocking that it really divided people. Mm. And then I always find with these cultural moments that somebody will weigh in with an opinion or a point of view that is like really reshapes your thinking around it. And I think maybe that's why I've got to this point now, kind of this happened maybe like five or six weeks ago. Um, and people were coming in and it was women who'd had breast cancer who have who have had surgery and don't have nipples. Oh, and they yeah. were like, this really, like, I love this. This is amazing. Like, I, I really feel empowered by the fact that I can put this bra on and feel like I've got my nipples back. Wow. Which I, as somebody who, like my auntie had breast cancer and I know that she had surgery, but I've never spoken with her about it. Mm. So it's like interesting that until you have that lived experience, you don't really have anything to say about it. And my opinion of it wasn't from that point of view. But I do think that the thing that's kind of bothered me is that the bra wasn't made to empower people to have their nipples out. The bra wasn't made with breast cancer survivors in mind or Mm -hmm. people who have had surgery around potential breast cancer or mastectomies and that sort of thing. It was made as a PR stunt. I was going to say, I think a lot of the uncomfortableness that you're feeling is because it's come from a Kardashian. Yeah, And true. like Jamila Jamil famously called out the Kardashians and called them um, double agents of the patriarchy. Oh my God. So it's like, and don't get me wrong, I consume the Kardashians like everybody else, mm-hmm. but I try, but also like, I just feel like I have a very broad view of yeah. like feminism in general. Yeah. Um, so I don't judge either side of it. However, her whole thing is being sexy yeah it and is. it absolutely leans into the you know like in the the 90s i'm re-watching friends at the moment the Jennifer. nips are always out yeah and i even remember at sex in the city there's an episode where um i can't remember who it was but i think maybe it was samantha was doing pr for like fake nipples do you remember do no you remember i've not that? seen that episode well, the, i remember it happening like it was on like this morning or something when i was like 10 no. then there was like fake nipples so this isn't even a new idea it's a fa- fake nipples that you put outside your bra to, to make it look- to make it look like you've yeah not got a bra on and you've got erect nipples and it's def it's definitely for like to promote the sexuality of nipples it's yeah. not an empowering thing and how do you kind of express that when it has this side of it where people are feeling empowered, empowered by it yeah and i think the thing is is that with the kardashian I have always thought from a business point of view, I obviously have 
my own business. And I think that I have a view of the Kardashians as an incredible set of business women mm-hmm. um, and men. I don't, I don't know what Rob's doing, but um, <laughs> who no, does know what I'm Rob's doing business. to be honest? Not business. <laughs> um, but the, I think the, the other thing that I wanted to note was that the bra's not on sale anymore. Oh. It's sold out and oh. they've, they've marked it as sold out, but it's such a size inclusive brand. It's like mm. really every size is on there. And I'd looked at it a couple of weeks after the, the, the launch of it and it's gone like there's not even there's not one single size I think it was just they were sending it to a load of influencers who they knew would love the product it becomes very limited which then makes it very exclusive and people want it more and obviously there's always stock issues there's always when you start a brand the idea of how many should you buy because how many do you think you're going to sell I don't think they would be able to use this argument on this particular item but it was more proof that the reason why I'm interested in it is because it's more proof to me that it was just a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. However, I had also noted that they want, they sold nipple covers. They used to sell nipple <laughs> covers. So it's like, okay, well, where's the... I guess they're trying to like serve every woman. Yeah. Because like maybe, maybe there is like a genre of woman who likes the look of nipples coming through the shirt, mm. but can't not have the support without a bra, essentially. Yeah, that's true. Um... But to be honest, I've never met anyone. I mean, maybe actually, maybe I've never had this conversation, but I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like going for that look. No, I don't, I don't know if I have, but I also think it's not even like, it doesn't even have to be about going for that look. It's the the thought of like, you can just not wear a bra and wear a t-shirt uh, yeah. and your nipples. But I think the, the, the other part is I would never go to work not wearing a bra if it was very obvious that I wasn't wearing a bra. Mm. Because if, for me, I've been conditioned to think that that's not, yeah professional and that is my opinion and how I would feel but it would also you probably also wouldn't wear that bra in a professional setting unless it was relevant or it was kind of you're a model like us yeah (laughs) today (laughs) um but my conditioning is that you probably wouldn't wear that nipple bra in a professional setting um because by the standards of the majority they probably wouldn't deem it to be a professional but that's a problem with society and not with the person who's chosen to wear a bra that no, exactly. looks like they've got nipples on show like the fact that you've kind of like touched on it like the fact that it's so shocking is because we're all so shocked by nipples that's and it's it. something that i think that i think the beauty of feminism is choice mm. and it's the choice if you want to go out wearing a sheer dress and seeing everything to if you want to dress modestly and you want to cover everything up. The feminism is about that choice. Mm. And I think like, if you want to dress like that, sure. But I think you're right that it hasn't come from a place of that. It's Mm. come from the Kardashians knows that sex sells. Yeah. And you know what? I reckon if I put that bra on, I would feel really sexy and I would love it. I honestly think I would. I think I'd put it on and be like, wow. Like that's kind of hot. Like, oh my think, God. But I don't, but the, what I'm saying is I think I, I would personally be like, oh, cool. Like if I was wearing this shirt, I'm, uh, for people who can't see, I'm wearing just like a normal oversized kind of mm. t- shirt. You wouldn't be able to see that the nipples are so defined. But yeah. I think that if you could, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, that's kind of hot. But I also have small <laughs> boobs, which I think is a whole yes. thing as well. Like yes. I think big boobs are over-sexualized as well for what feels like quite obvious reasons, which is, again is complete conditioning and I'm mm. a small chested person. Um, but the last thing that I want to say on this is that 
the bra from Skims was £58 when it was on sale and it says join the waitlist. So I could be completely wrong and maybe they are, we're just testing the waters. Mm. They've used it as a PR stunt and they might be able to make some sales from it. Like, great. That's a really intelligent way to run a business. But from the other side, when I typed in nipple bra, I wanted to see if there was anybody else making them from Mm. the point of view of breast cancer um, survivors or people who have had surgery because of breast cancer or any anything else I, I could be missing something here but and when I typed it in there was one company I think it's pronounced Medela M-E-D-E-L-A and it came up with a bra that looked it was just like more of a sleeping bra or like a breastfeeding bra that had the visible nipples on the bra in mm. the picture and then when I clicked through to it it said nothing about the fact that you could see the nipples and from what my research shows me, and I want you like actively go and have a look at it now if you like on your phone. They've edited the bra so that when you type in nipple bra, it comes up, but it's not a nipple bra. It's like the SEO. They've just yeah. put the, yeah, they've used the SEO of skins because they know people will search it. Because if you bought that Clever. bra, it wouldn't have nipples on, but they've just edited it to make it look like there are nipples on it. That's very And clever. I was like, these business people. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes so you can have a look. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because if it's still there, it's it's really interesting. But it was it was just one of those things that for me, for me, like I said, wasn't really about the nipple bra. Yeah. And it's worked because we're talking about it. Yeah, the, you got us. You got us. <laughs> but the point is this the the feeling of like society towards nips. Yeah. That's my two cents. Abby, I've shared my opinion piece for the week. What's the uh, what's going on in pop culture? Because we know that you are the queen of pop culture and I most certainly am not. Yeah, that's why I was such a good pair. Um, <laughs> so I have a, it's like a teaching lesson, I think. Oh. Um, because something that's getting a lot of conversation, but in a way like not enough thoughtful conversation, I think, and this is why we overanalyze everything because I've spent a lot of time on this, is Miss Ariana Grande and her new boyfriend, Ethan Slater. What do you know of this? Absolutely nothing. Love that. (laughs) I I don't know a huge amount about Ariana Grande at all. I've never really followed her. Mm. Unfortunately, I was living in Manchester at the time of the awful attack in the... Manchester Arena bombing and I think after that I had a real empathy towards her mm-hmm. because fuck me that is horrific yeah I'm obviously like I'm from Manchester as at uni at the time and I think like yeah it was it's something that really sticks with you and mm. I think Ariana Grande was an incredible spokesperson after that even though obviously it happened at a concert she's also a, an honorary Mancunian she is key to yeah. the city she so is. we do love Ariana and I want to make it clear that we're not slating her no Absolutely. I don't have anything bad to say about her I really don't and actually I think that I can offer a, a helpful side for anyone who is like who the fuck is her boyfriend and why is she dating him? They were my questions when you told me you were bringing this to the table. Because I yes. was like, you know what? I don't know. I'm happy to come here and have a lesson about Ariana Grande and her new boyfriend. Exactly. So um, I think especially because when people see Ethan, he's not the most... Um, it's not even that he's not like traditionally attractive, but he's not the same level of um, guy that Ariana has dated before, right. if not married. But some very important context. So... Ariana and Ethan, when they met, they met while they were filming the Wicked movie, yeah. which is a musical about 
the Wicked Witch of the West. And both were married at the time of meeting. I forgot she was married. Yeah, yeah. And with, which is what, and I'm not condoning that whatsoever. No. Like Ariana had been married for about two years before they split up. Ethan was married to his high school sweetheart. And had and a, sorry, how old is Ethan? Um, He's like 31. And how old is Ariana? 30. Okay, so he's a year old. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So like ages are like very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and also Ethan had a little boy um, in the last year. So With his ex-wife. Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy around how they met and not condoning cheating. It's actually really, really sad. I think in particular for Ethan's child, um, child and wife. Yeah. Really, really sad. Ex-wife. But that's not what we're talking about. No. <laughs> we're talking about why is she dating him? So have you seen what he looks like? Based off of one small, very rogue clip that, that I you sent, sent you. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to start this episode talking about Kim Kardashian and nipples. Yeah. And then you're going to take it to uh, the floor is still open. Yeah. So um, obviously when people discovered they were dating, people were Googling Ethan. And what Ethan is best known for pre this was that he played spongebob squarepants <laughs> in the broadway musical of spongebob squarepants iconic first of all i didn't know that there was a spongebob squarepants <laughs> theater musical whatever it is that is hilarious and second of all i had no idea yeah. that this man existed let alone that he was SpongeBob. no i know and actually i saw spongebob on broadway you were the person <laughs> buying tickets to go and see him for fuck's sake and i would actually like to put it out there that i loved it and he was amazing oh, so you actually saw him yeah, i saw him oh okay, yeah great, great, yeah great. and like i saw it like on broadway like oh, okay. it was incredible yeah. like no joke anyway that whole discussion is for another time so this has been like the whole joke is like why is ariana grande dating spongebob <laughs> that poor woman. and i'm here to answer that question no you're not here to answer this question abby you to the table brought this topic and said i'm here to tell the listeners why spongebob is hot yeah, do you know, yes. Do you know what? Yes, I am here to say that. And it's, again, very, very important context. And hopefully this will help explain is that both Ariana and Ethan, specifically Ariana, obviously in this case, are theater kids. Yes. Of which I am also, I yes. did musical theater in college. It was my dream until it wasn't. And when I did musical theater in college, right? Say it was about a, a year of like 80 there were about 12 of those people that were boys mm. and about four that were straight. Oh, So okay. the dating pool is very, very small. small. So you find, it's kind of like, if you go to like a same sex school, I think that affects your taste in the opposite sex. Yes, If you are so inclined. Yeah. And doing musical theater is the same. Because- I see. When the pool is so small anyway, of like who is actually eligible to date as a straight girl, as most girls in musical theater are, yeah, the pool gets smaller and you find yourself fancying boys that maybe other people don't. Ethan, for example. Oh. But also what is really, really important, again, so with this context of like, oh my God, I can't date m- most of these people. You're like 16, hormones are running wild. Yeah. And then- a boy like Ethan, who you didn't fancy, didn't find attractive, and he gets up and he sings. Oh, is that a thing? Oh my God, it's a thing. If a guy who is, again, like you probably wouldn't rate, gets up and sings like a love song, or just sings in like, and is really, really talented, <laughs> panty drop. <laughs> <laughs> panty drop! <laughs> 
I'm serious. I'm serious. There was like, I remember when like, I'm not going to name names. I remember like certain guys getting up and singing. And I'd be like sat there like, oh my God. God, like you are so hot. And it's the weirdest feeling. Yeah. Because like your, your brain and your hormones aren't really connecting with like what you're seeing. But I also feel like what you said is that this this guy gets up and sings a love song. Yeah. He's doing a very good job of acting because he's you're making him feel like he really <laughs> means it. Yeah. But even it's so funny because even when he was in SpongeBob, and actually I'll I'll put this in the show notes as well. SpongeBob's big song, right, was called For Just a Simple Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember watching that live on Broadway and I've watched it in video since of like, I fell in love with SpongeBob in that moment. And also his arms are great. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, he does have good arms. great arms. The thing that's so funny is that one, I'm not a theater kid, just as a, an FYI. <laughs> I am terrible at any form of acting. And I think it shows that this like idea of being conditioned maybe as we referred to earlier has happened within theater groups mm. because if a man stood up and sung in front of me I'd be like ick ick stop yeah, singing yeah, yeah, right yeah. now please yeah. like if my if Paul started singing my boyfriend I would <laughs> I, I think I'd have to be like <laughs> you're on the border of getting broken up with right now do you know what that's so fair I think because you like because I love to do it yes I really enjoy people who are really good at it you respect it I respect it and I know how hard it is and then you just like you just melt and you just like fall in love with it wow I know <laughs> so it's like so I think that I think how they got together aside <laughs> I actually think it's really quite mean the way that people are coming for Ethan yeah because like to be fair when you look at who Ariana's dated in the past, like her soon-to-be ex-husband was gorgeous. Yeah. And then obviously you had like Pete Davidson, who, you know, everyone yeah. loves him. Um, can't remember the rest now. But <laughs> I kind of love that after Ariana's like, so she was on Broadway when she was a teenager. Mm. And then obviously she's forged this like, incredible pop yeah. princess career. I kind of love that she's getting back to her nerdy theatre kid yeah. roots. You know what? I agree because I think the, the one thing that I do think about with Ariana is that... There's, I'm surprised that she's 30. Did we say she's 30 yeah, or 31? 30. I'm, I'm the same age as her. And I, f I think the brand around Ariana is very pop princess yes. sweet. Yeah. And for me, I find that quite an immature thing to look at. Mm. And I would have guessed that she was about 26, to be yeah. honest. And I think it's really nice, like you've just said, that she is getting... That might, that might just be a complete persona of who she is as a pop princess. Yes. But I think it really, her being with Ethan, and, and also the only thing I know about Ethan is that he was Spongebob. So please bear that in only mind. The thing you need to know. The, the, the way my opinion has been formed here is Spongebob going out with Ariana Grande. <laughs> and I've not helped with that, to be fair. Exactly. And the, I think the main thing is that it feels very... Um, authentic yeah yes. it feels like a relationship where you're like yes that makes sense but again that opinion is completely formed by the idea of a man in a children's thing and my feeling towards Ariana being a little bit a little bit for a younger audience yeah she, I don't she, I'm not part of her audience totally. but I completely respect her and what she does yeah. and she's incredibly talented mm. um but it feels authentic and I really like exactly that. and I I do think like you kind of touched on it there is that like like the fact that you're saying that like Paul would give you the oh ick if he God, started singing. Even. But like theatre, like and being into theatre is kind of like a nerdy endeavor and it is looked down mm. upon if you're like proper obsessed with it. 
And it's nice that she's like embracing it. Like Ethan's in Spamalot on Broadway at the minute and she's gone to see him at least like two and three times. And it's really sweet. And like, it is sweet kind of seeing them together, but they won't be able to escape the way they got together. Yeah, that's true. And I think actually there's a lot about um, celebrities and they're in the public eye. It's harder for them to be able to get away in air quotes with this sort of thing and it's obviously their choice their opinion and we have no idea what is happening behind closed doors and if it's an open relationship but I found it really interesting seeing and and I will say I don't know a lot about this so I don't want to go into it too much but the um there's photos that have come out of Prince Frederick he's the future king of Denmark allegedly cheating with Genevieve Casanova and she's a Mexican um actress turned reality star and there's just this mass hysteria Mm. online about I have no idea who these two people are but for some reason obviously it's a royal family it would be scandalous if that happened in the UK with our royal family and an an actress and and we've seen the way that people have treated Megan so I do understand like the interest around it but I think that it's such a shame that like we as the general public get a say and almost get to choose how this is like public opinion. And do you know what? It comes down to like the parasocial relationships that we have with these, like, you know, when like a celebrity couple splits up, people are like, oh my God, love isn't real. And it's like, get a grip. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I've said those things. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, you need to remember that you have no idea what's going on with these people. Yeah. You can, we don't condone cheating until the cows come home. Yeah. Sure. But kind of leave them to it. Yeah, it's it's just, I really like um, the saying, not your monkeys, not your circus. Like, just fucking leave it. There's been a whole thing this week that. as well about um, the Girls' Bathroom podcast. Yes. There was an episode that went out on the 8th of November, if you would like to go and listen to it. Again. Yeah, so wasn't it like someone sent in a story about yes. someone cheating? Yes. And then the woman who was being cheated on put two and two together she was messaged and now the engagement is off yes but she also has a million followers on instagram and they knew during the episode who it was (gasps) so this is where my not your monkeys not your circus comes into play but the moral of it is that the format is people send stories in and i don't believe that that should have been kept in if they knew who the people involved were because they anonymize it and suddenly it's not anonymous. If you yeah, if, if yeah. you know who it is that you're talking about and you are looking at their Instagram while calling them Jenny and you know <laughs> that they are no. completely unaware yeah. of that. Yeah. They had the whole period of recording it, editing it, it going live. Yeah. And do you know what? Do you know what's so funny is that um, if it was radio, because podcasting is an unregulated yeah. medium. Yeah. If it was radio, you'd get in shit tons of trouble with yeah. Ofcom for that. Yeah. Because you can't, if you're going to pretty much libel someone, Mm. cover your back by making them unidentifiable. Yeah. And clearly they didn't do that. No. Silly, silly. Yeah, exactly. But the other other part of that in relation to what I was saying before was the idea that you have no idea whether they're in an open relationship or not. That's a very normal, acceptable thing that people, a decision that people make in their lives. And it's nothing to do with... You or me. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are talking about None it. None of our damn business. Oh my God. Are, are we part circus. of the problem? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we are in this. It is us. <laughs> I think a very interesting conversation that's happening right now is surrounding Mr. Nigel Farage on I'm a Celebrity. Mm. 
I have so many thoughts about this. And I think my, I have such a conflicting feeling about this mm. from a point of view as a member of the public, as somebody who understands production, mm. somebody who understands how the talent world works. And yeah. I don't know where you want to start with this. Well, there's so many places that we can start. I think with Nigel in particular... And I think similar to say with Matt Hancock, who was on it last year, mm -hmm. there's been very mixed reactions mm. because you have the reaction of like, why the hell are these people on my TV on a silly reality show mm. to, oh my God, I can't wait to see these people eat a kangaroo's anus. <laughs> so then yeah. obviously you've got their supporters as well. Yeah. It's a bigger conversation to be had because this isn't a new thing. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, you got Matt, ha Matt Hancock on it last year. Anne Widdicombe was on Celebrity yeah. Big Brother and on Strictly. You've got um, George Galloway, who was on Celebrity Big Brother. You know, do you want me to be the cat? <laughs> do you remember that? Still no. quotable today? No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> Links in the show notes. Oh my God, do you actually not remember that? No, I'm so sorry, I don't. Um, but the, and the thing is, is that I'm just, <laughs> I, I don't have like a mixed feeling about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fed up of it. Yeah, I think it's a joke because these it's majority of the time MPs that are not necessarily well liked, and they use these reality shows like as their spin doctors. Yes, yes. And um, when I think about like obviously I don't know what Nigel's done yet. The complete public perception of Man Hancock I felt like changed because he like was in the final for I'm a Celeb. Yeah, and then Anne Widdicombe is an example that infuriates me still to this day because she, when she was on Celebrity Big Brother she was also on it with um, Courtney Act mm. who's a drag queen she was on Drag Race in the US mm. and she is such an incredible spokesperson for the queer community she's so articulate she's so patient mm. she and she deals with things very matter-of-factly of like this is who I am there's no it's there's no question there's no mm. opinion to be had and Anne was in there being like I voted against gay marriage I don't agree with who you are as a person and they were in the fine. They were the final two. Yeah, it's. I think my my thoughts on it and my. I wouldn't say my conflictions are from my personal level. I think it's incredibly insensitive. Um, primarily with. I can't speak on the Anna Widdicombe thing. I didn't watch Big Brother. The only thing that I do thoroughly enjoy about her being in, on Big Brother was her trying to curl her hair. <laughs> God, that's yeah. all I know of that yeah. and those clips and I find myself sometimes doing it if you know if you're like right, she, getting at the back and you, you're just looking in the mirror and, oh god it's she's just, just straightening it makes, air. it makes me cringe <laughs> but that's all I know so I'm not going to yeah, talk on yeah. that but with um Matt Hancock and Nigel Farage I'm um, in relation to that I think it's incredibly insensitive to huge swathes of the public mm -hmm. with COVID and without going into that too much just the sheer amount of people that died and his like absolute blatant lies that he told to the public mm -hmm. and with Nigel Farage the fact that I believe that what he believes in is incredibly racist and I think the majority of people believe that yep. and people will be understandably incredibly pissed off that a major network in the UK is giving airtime to that exactly and I, com yeah. I completely get that the, the flip side of it is not, these are not my opinions, but it's the workings of the media industry and the UK and the way that the public consume media yep. when it's handed to them on a plate is that the directors, the producers, the 
casting agents, all they want to do is drive figures. Mm -hmm. And the only things that will really engage an audience is being angry, finding something incredibly funny or something incredibly shocking. And I think all of those things are Nigel Farage and Matt Hancock. Exactly. And actually, I think that's really helpful context to have because when, like me, are feeling like outraged about it, when I know what's at play, I can yeah. choose not to partake yes. in it. Yes. And I and the thing is, is that I know that my opinion won't be changed mm. by Nigel Farage cooking for people around the campfire and maybe yeah. having like a jolly old time. Mm. It won't because I can't forget yeah, like the horrendous racist rhetoric that he has pushed and pushed and pushed. Mm. But at the same time, I'm incredibly frustrated at all the people who will be swayed. Yes, yeah, and exactly. And that's what's upsetting. And I actually think there does need to be some responsibility to be had because not everyone is watching I'm a Celeb with like media literacy. Yeah, yeah. And understanding that. I completely agree. And it's also not to say that, that the people who have commissioned or like put these people on TV, ITV, believe and agree with every single person that they're putting on TV. Like they're just taking public conversation and putting a stress, putting them in a stressful situation that is entertainment for people. And the thing is, I don't watch it. I've chosen not to watch it. I did see some of the Matt Hancock stuff last time because I did feel like I was interested on how the other contestants in the show were going to speak to him because- everybody knew that there were people in there that was like my auntie, my mom, my whatever died of COVID and there you were. Mm -hmm. Um, I was interested to see, interested to see the grilling that he would get. And then that was about it. That's all I watched. But the reason why they've gone and got Nigel Farage in here is because they're in the final two. They've got people hooked for however many weeks it's on TV for, and they're talking about it. We're talking about it. It's, this is the point. Like this is what they want to generate. And I don't think you can fight against the reactions of the mass public when this is what they're getting money from. They've got advertisers, they've got, and actually that's another thing is that I think when it gets sensationalized like this and they're starting to put characters in there, in the long run, they're going to lose sponsorship from major networks that actually don't want to be involved in that show because they know that the people they're putting in there are characters they choose people, you know, there's an older person in there, you know, there's a controversial person in there, you know, that there's a young person that everybody thinks is cool and hot in there. There's, they have the same cast. They just need to find the people to put into those spots. And people like Nigel Farage ain't going to turn down a million pounds. And I don't know how much he's getting paid for it, (laughs) but he's not going to turn down all that money to be put on national television every night for two and a half, three weeks. No, I know. And I just think that like, do you know what? I hope that he eats all the kangaroo anus and testicles. And stuff because at least there'll be some reprieve of like why why he's in there. That's why he's in there because people will vote for him to go through hell and back. Yeah, because because pe- then they'll bloody vote the for the final. And it's like Brexit all over again. Yeah, it's it's awful. And I think there's um my thoughts are that it's just very obvious that what they're doing as producers is for this exact reaction and like you said earlier if you don't agree with it don't post anything about it don't say anything about it because the more you do you're throwing fuel on the fire and that's exactly probably how Nigel Farage got to that place in the first place Mm. like people were talking about him people know about him because he's annoying and racist and vile what's mad about Nigel I've actually met Nigel Farage what? (laughs) 
through that one in late. <laughs> I met him when I was doing, years ago, I was doing this like podcast for a, a radio event. And we had to like, and he was one of the panelists. Oh, and so I had to like interview like every single person. So we interviewed Naja Farage. And what's great, that man is so charming. Yeah, of course he, he is. I know, I know, I know. But even then I'm like, ugh. Yeah. No, and the, the problem is, is that he's he's intelligent enough to know that everybody hates him. Yeah. I mean, and the people that in his in his VT in his VT is like um, you might best know me for this this and also for like really pushing through Brexit which a lot of people hate me for just shut up yeah it's it, you <laughs> you literally love or hate him yeah and he will play that character till the cows come home yeah. and that is why he is in I'm a celebrity whether you like it or not yeah. and if you don't like the fact that he's on that show like I said. Don't entertain with it. Don't post about it. Don't talk about it. And, and actively encourage people to not watch it because yeah. that's what will turn ITV and the producers, obviously they're not listening to me, but that will <laughs> stop them from casting these kinds of characters. Because at the minute, the yeah. more you talk about it, the better it works for them in their favor. I'm just ready for the next season of The Traitors. Let's oh, go. I, was there not an advert recently about it? Yeah, it's like a teaser. So I think they've already recorded the second one. And Lauren, mm. our video producer, she actually messaged before saying she's been asked to go on it. She's been asked to apply, I think. How she, sick would that be? So when Lauren applied for the job, she said to me, um, so I there was a TV show that I was supposed to go on um, and then COVID happened and they've been speaking to me about it recently. And she was like, would that be something that we could do? And I was like, well, to be honest, like we'll just cross that bridge when, when it yeah, comes yeah. to it. But like, I'm not going to say no to you. We'll just figure out what it might wasn't be. Wasn't it like when you found out it was the traitors, you were like, go, And then go. I was like, what was the TV show? <laughs> what was it? And I thought, God, if it's something really cool, like Haunted or whatever, that yeah. would be so cool. Because also knowing Lauren, she would be fucking great and everybody she would, would all love so her. Good. But then as soon as I found out it was traitors, I was like, you go on there <laughs> and you become a traitor because you will win. No one would ever believe no it No one would believe that. She's the sweetest, most angelic human being on earth. She's literal sunshine. She is. And also, um, the one thing that I was disappointed with traitors last time that I really wish, I hope Lauren gets to go on it for the <laughs> sake of being able to fulfill my product. Like as a producer, you don't watch TV and don't think about it from a producer's yeah. mindset. We don't produce TV, but it's the same kind of context. And when I was watching the traitors, I was like, I needed to get to the end of Traitors last Christmas and find out that there was a secret traitor in there Ooh, that the like audience didn't know about. Yeah. That would have been, that would have made us feel like the people We're that went, on it. Yeah. yeah. What are they called? The Faithfuls. The we would have felt like a faithful watching. Faithful. Not really. I'm a faithful. <laughs> faithful. But it's traitor. <laughs> Don't know. What a queen. I just wanted there to be a traitor that we didn't know about. And yeah. that would have been, spun my head off. So anyway, I think Lauren should go on it. Amazing. Well, thank you for listening to episode two of The Listen. Yes, we absolutely adore making this podcast. Um, we have put a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Uh, actually, there's been no tears from my behalf, I don't think. I wouldn't um, tell you if there was. We also had a lot of people who reviewed the podcast before it went live. So I just want to take this time to say thank you to everybody who took their time to give us honest feedback. If you want to give us honest feedback, then feel free. Yes, you can email us at hello at astridproductions.co.uk and we'd love to hear from you. Yes, and alongside the feedback, just send us love letters. Yeah. If, if anybody has any thoughts on what we've spoken about today, we are very open for this, this podcast to become a place where uh, conversation 
conversation is a two-way street. This is not just us blurting our ideas out. We want to make sure that we're sharing our opinions, we're sharing pop culture, cultural affairs, and angles uh, that you might not have thought of before. And I really do feel like there's um, there's a lot of stuff that is in and out of the news cycle that is relevant for us to speak about. And there's a load of stuff that we're really keen to get into in future episodes. So stick yeah. with us. We'll be back next week. I'm so excited. Thank you for listening. You can follow us at the links in the bio. This podcast has been produced by Astra Productions, the podcast network that puts women first. The executive producers are Abby Gibson and Charlie Perry. The assistant producer is Sophie McQuillan. Editing by Abby Gibson and Sophie McQuillan. Video editing by Lauren Howie, future traitor. <laughs> and production coordination by Molly Sainty. Thanks so much for listening.